They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poorest part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard I never took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns Bumps and bruises I live, I learn I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers It's hard to get a start Hey everyone, what's up? This is Gary A. Swaby And you're now listening to Powercast episode 16 And we will be recapping Power season 4 episode 6 today With Richard, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich? Doing pretty good, Gary. What's up, uh, listeners and viewers? Yep, and I'm also here with Mrs. Dana Abercrombie. How are you doing, Dana? Hola, viewers. Welcome. I'm doing great. Good, good. Good to hear. So, yeah, that was a very explosive episode that aired tonight. So I'm going to run through some of the the big events that happened in the episode, and then we're going to hop straight into the discussion. So, yeah, on it on this episode, we see Stern pop up um, as Jamie goes to Club True to kind of, you know, observe what's been going on. Um, Stern actually tells him that, you know, Tasha has taken his money already. And, you know, he basically says that to, to pay back the debt, um, Jamie has to help him with a real estate venture that he wants. And basically to get the funding for the real estate, he needs a minority so that he can get, you know, a loan, a minority loan um, as a tax write off and everything. So, yeah, he basically wants Jamie to be his partner in real estate. Um, And of course, Jamie is kind of upset with that because, you know, this this is something that Tasha did without letting him know. Um, and, you know, later on in the episode, none of this is in order, by the way, but, you know, this is just all the stuff that happened. Um, so later on, we see Tommy meeting up with the Serb leader in Chicago. And the Serb leader actually tells Tommy that he wants to expand. You know, he wants to expand to Los Angeles and everything. And he wants Tommy to be in charge of that. But there is one condition. And that condition is that, you know, Jamie can can be no part of this at all so tommy has to completely sever ties with jamie 100 and the serb leader also invites tommy to join him later on at the club you know for a celebration and everything um and you know at that celebration tommy gets drunk and you know he drink he has too much to drink and then he's kind of ambushed by the serbs later on and the Serb leader wants to actually kill Tommy because he believes that, you know, he made the decision to kill Milan without consulting anybody. But Tommy, of course, shifts the blame to, um, you know, Milan's right-hand man who actually approved the hit on Milan. Um, and uh, then the chick, uh, I forgot the chick's name from last season, she appears and, you know, she actually tells the Serb leader that, you know, what really went down and... Um, you know, at the last moment, the Serb leader decides to kill, you know, Milan's former right-hand man instead of Tommy. So Tommy gets very lucky in that moment. Um, and then, yeah, uh, so Tommy, basically, he gets off and the deal with the Serb leader is kind of still on at that point. 
Um, and then, you know, later on, we see Dre pulling some moves. You know, he, he has a conversation with Julio and tells Julio to meet him later on so they can discuss, you know, taking business to another level. But then later on, Dre meets with Julio's former gang member, um, you know, the former gang leader, I should say. And um, they basically agree that Julio should be killed so that they can take over, you know, the, the role of distro and run the drug business um, without Julio. And this leads to Julio later being ambushed when he, you know, shows up to, to meet Dre. And um, the good thing is Julio puts up a fight, but he is, you know, in the end, ultimately stabbed to death and, you know, Julio dies, unfortunately. Uh, and then later on, we see more death when Tommy, um, he's driving on his, on his way home to New York, I think. And um, he takes a detour to Holly's old neighborhood because he has Holly on his mind. And he actually ends up murdering her uncle who sexually abused her. Um, so yeah, a very, very random scene right there. Uh, and then, you know, after being pressured by Jukebox, Kanan ambushes Jamie and, you know, he tells him that they they have to reek and they want him to pay you know the ransom and everything to get to read back and you know this uh leads to a number of sequences throughout the episode where uh jamie has to get the money for kanan um he tells him that he can get the money from a stash house um kanan obviously finds it funny that he's gonna rob his own best friend tommy um and there's a scene where they actually go to the stash house and get the money together and everything um and then you know as they, they go they go back to where um, Tariq is being held, there's a scene between Kanan and Jamie and, and Kanan actually gives him a gun. And of course, Jamie, you know, holds up the gun to Kanan straight away. But Kanan's like, look, Jukebox is going to kill Tariq no matter what. So, you know, let's work together and we can save Tariq. So, yeah, uh, they get inside and, you know, obviously... Tariq is tied up and everything um, and I guess Jukebox kind of sees that you know Jamie has the gun and everything he pulls it out prematurely and she holds up a gun to Tariq's head and she forces Kanan to tell Tariq everything that's been happening um, you know and basically admit that he's been running game on him and tricking him the whole time to set up Jamie and this leads to Kanan shooting her and killing her and, uh, you know, he, he eventually runs off with the money. Um, he, he does think about killing ghosts still, but, you know, he decides against it and just takes the money and runs. So yeah, that's all the major events of episode six. Crazy episode. Um, and coming off of last week's episode, you know, is crazy that, you know, that we're still seeing a lot of major things happen. Cause I thought this was going to be a slow episode again, but. That was a hell of an episode. Um, a lot, a lot of thrills. So, Richard, what's your initial thoughts after seeing that crazy episode? Well, yeah. First and foremost, uh, once again, I have to give it to the writers because this episode there was a lot of things that were unexpected. Uh, well, not really too much. I think uh, there are four main things that I took away from the episode that were very, very interesting. First and foremost, let's talk about Julio's death. Uh, very, very brutal, very graphic. I've noticed that this season they um, 
they don't shy away from the goriness and just to show you the physicality and brutality of the kills. I know when the episode started, we got a, you know, Jamie pretty much going back to what he did to uh, Charlie Murphy's character in the previous episode. It's, uh, so, I mean, they, they're very, very, very uh, graphic in nature with the way that they finish off characters. But with Julio's death in particular, you know, the stabbing was, was one thing. But to me, the most gruesome part was when he cut off the tattoo uh, of Julio's oh, yeah. neck. That instantly reminded me of Saw 2 when there was a character in that mm-hmm. film who, of course, they had the numbers on each person's back. And this guy decided to cut a piece of his neck off to find out what the number was. Uh, that was that scene reminded me of that, it, specifically that, because it was very, very graphic. But he did go out like a G. He made sure to try and hold his own. He almost took out the one of the, the leader the leader guy in there, but obviously he didn't. But he did wound him. So, you know, I'll be very curious to see what happens once Ghost finds out that he is gone. Same for Tommy, whether or not uh, they're going to try to go after those guys now because of that. Uh, so another takeaway, of course, we saw Kanan and Ghost. They shared a couple of moments together, and in in particularly, we saw them team up. To, to go back to where Tommy's office was at to try and get the money. Something about looking at that team up was was great. That was a great moment. It was awesome. Uh, but then, of course, we saw what happened when they got to where Tariq was being held at, and then the fact that Jukebox ended up getting killed by Kanan. Now, you predicted, uh, I believe it was on last week's episode, that um, that character, you know, Jukebox is very bossy. Um and so you predicted he would not be surprised if Kanan turned on her. And that's exactly what we saw. So that was an excellent prediction um, right there, right right off the bat. Because I sensed when the episode started and you saw that she was barking orders at Kanan, I was like, okay, yeah, that's you could tell he was annoyed by that. So he took action. Now, it definitely raises some questions because I thought that they were building up this jukebox character to be someone who would, would again be on Kanan's side in the end when they had their inevitable showdown with Ghost. But after seeing this episode now, there's so many questions about, well, what happens between Ghost and Kanan moving forward? Um, and then who will be held responsible for what happened with Julio's death, as well as the, the, the person that Kanan shot when they went into Tommy's thing, because, you know, Tommy's not back yet. Uh, and speaking of Tommy, uh, I thought what happened to him was also interesting, you know, I believe I said in the past, you know, it feels like this character is not over the Holly situation, and I think that we got more and more of that, because the previous episode he finally admitted that he was the one that killed her, Tatasha. then you saw in this episode that he had that little instance where he went after and killed the relative that was responsible for molesting her one thing that I thought was interesting though was before that when he was about to get killed, he had that flash of seeing her, which I thought was very interesting. Um, so that gives you that, that that pretty much hits home that yes, he really did love this woman. But obviously, you know, circumstances are very, very crazy about what happened with that whole death. So I will be curious to see what happens with this character moving forward. Um, whether or not he's still gonna be dealing with stuff. I mean, I feel as though he got a lot off of his shoulders by killing this other guy, but I still think he still has some issues with the whole Holly situation. And I'm very curious to see what happens with that. 
Uh, and the last point that I will make before I give the floor to Dana, I have to say Dana was 100% correct in what she said about Dre. You know, I, it, it appears to me that this guy is now the new villain that we all have to be concerned about, or all the characters should be concerned about because of the moves that he's making. Uh, setting up Julio, and uh, my own my guess is that now in the next episode, yes, they they are going to try to take the position that Julio had. I don't know if it's going to be Dre that gets that position or if it's the other guy that gets the position, but obviously they wanted to take control of the drug game for good. Uh, and more than likely, even though he has told Kanan that he's he's in now, well, he may still try to cut out Kanan now even more so, as well as Tommy. So I'm very interested to see. How this all comes together, but I have to say, yes, that the Dre character is emerging as a serious threat, and I'm very, very interested to see how they, they, you know, take the storyline now. Because again, I don't really know if you can look at Kanan the same as being someone who has tension with ghosts, because they seem to have squashed a couple of things in this episode. But again, this is a testament to the writing of the show, because up until this point, I was expecting there to be some major showdown between. Kanan and Ghost, and now, now that's not really there, unless of course something else happens. But I have to give him props for keeping me guessing. So I definitely say an excellent episode, and looking forward to seeing what happens next. Yeah, we definitely got to give him props, man. They they they're always keeping us guessing. But um, Dana, what's your um summary of this episode? I'm so sorry, but I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I think wow. I'm partially mad because it didn't go down how I wanted it to in my head, which you was previously previously saying about the big showdown. It turned into like this weird episode of Gangster Super Friends, and I hated it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just I hated it. If you have this person who kidnapped your son, right, and is now using it for ransom for money, and you the person hands you a gun. And you figure, like, I understand him not shooting him right away because he's like, oh, well, I could just call Jukebox and, and, you know, your son's dead. I get that point. But when you have the opportunity to kill someone, you're not going to sit there and be like, nah, I'm going to pretend to be friends with this guy and, like, go together on this quest. I hated that aspect. I would have preferred, maybe because I'm just overdramatical to begin with, but I would have preferred a big showdown. Um, with the whole situation Jukebox's death for me It was something that you just saw coming No one likes ego In this You know when you're in the In any type of like career or situation But especially when you're in like the drug game To me Ego brings too much attention to yourself Which I saw Jukebox Well I saw Dre as the opposite Of Jukebox which is why I feel that He's gonna be the probably The only you know, survivor or the person who's gonna surprise everyone in the end and just takes over everything. He doesn't appear to have that ego situation. He's not letting it known. He's just say staying in the back. And when he does, you know, when he did what he did with the whole Julio situation, you never really saw it coming. It was one of those shocking moments. Thing with jukebox is too much mouth. And so for me, I felt like the death could have came earlier. But it didn't, but I'm appreciative of, of the death. I like that. So just for me, it was just uneven. Um, I'm more for Tommy. The whole situation with Tommy is I kind of wondered, was he drugged? 
at first, or is he just like you know a low down alcoholic with with so too many drinks situation? But he might I, have been drugged. I, yeah, I felt like it was like a drug situation. Like I've seen people who are completely inebriated, and yes, trust me, they can get white girl wasted or white boy wasted in his case. But I just felt like it was more of a drug thing. And, and I knew that he was in a tough situation. The thing that really surprised me the most was that the whole thing felt like Tommy was going to die. And I appreciate that. You, the writer, the writers gave me that element of surprise. Cause like, I was like day one, you know, right when you press start, right in the opening scene, he's going to be dead, but he, he didn't die. So I appreciate what they was trying to do. To me, unlike you, the death scenes, you know how you seeing was graphic and the situation with the tattoo. I think I'm so desensitized that I really didn't see it as that big of a thing now. Maybe it's just me, but I overall liked it. It has like that Junior Oz to it. That nitty gritty, like if you've ever seen the TV show Oz, it has like that grittiness to it. And to me, it's very realistic. They don't seem to hide anything from the audience, but I really like the writing. It continues to be very strong, but it was not necessarily a letdown, but it was more like a, okay, so that happened situation. And I'm still kind of upset that, you know, Tariq didn't get hit by, I don't know, a ricochet bullet. So, <laughs> so alive. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as Kanan and, uh, you know, Jamie, it was a little weird, I guess, you know, that they kind of, uh, formed, formed the bomb. But I'm like, I'm like, I, I understand when people have to be enemies and you have to, you know, put that aside for a moment, but it was just too much that was going on. And I'm learning that you're what you did and you're with my son. And if I can, I don't know if Jamie's slow at the moment, but. When you put two and two and everything else together, I would just be, you know, going in there guns blazing. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, it was like super friends with you. I don't get that. It was just awkward. It was, it was a bit weird, but I, I, I don't mind it though personally. Like I, I'm actually interested in seeing how it plays out from here on between them. But I will say, I will say one thing though. (laughs) I will say one thing though. It was weird with that scene with um with jukebox the showdown and everything because you have two guns on jukebox right and she obviously she has a gun on Tariq but like why are you standing there like you know obeying her orders and telling Tariq everything that happened when you could just shoot her like like right there and she dies you know like why are you why are you letting her you know (laughs) yeah that that was weird because like, he could have killed her a lot sooner than he did, like, without yeah, telling like, Tariq anything. Happened, like, a sneeze, and he, Tariq would have been dead, which wouldn't be my problem, but <laughs> he's still alive. Yeah. So, just too risky. I, I, wanna, like... Well, well I'll, I'll just make a quick point. I, I definitely understand when you both say that it was very weird to have the team up because you know we know we know Kanan has been in jail for ten years. You know it, it's very hard to just forgive that all at once, and then just say, okay, well, I'll help you get your son back, and we're good. I, I mean, but 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 again, this is why I say that there has to be a reason 
that they took this approach from a storyline standpoint. So we, we have to see how the storyline plays out to see why they did this. Because again, as I said, it, it, it looks to me like Dre is the is now going to be the main threat on the show, at least for now. That and of course, you know, whatever these other gangs are that's out there, the other drug cartel. But uh, there has to be other plans for Kanan beyond that. And uh, that is what I'm curious to see because all we got was, yes, it was very awkward. Uh, you know, again, very unpredictable uh, in terms of the whole thing where, we, well, they just killed Jukebox. Because again, like I said before, I thought they were building up this character to be uh, someone who was going to have to, when they had a face-off, there's going to be somebody that was siding with Kanan. Then you would have Tommy siding with Ghost. So this is a different perspective now. But I say, I say we have to see how the storyline plays out. But obviously, yeah, there was some weirdness to it. But uh, I, I want to see before I fully judge it. I want to see what where they're going with this, the actual whole dynamic. It's, instead of, of going to going in on it too harshly, I, I want to see. Let's see where they're going, and then next episode, and then we'll revisit this discussion and see whether or not it, it's uh, it was a good decision. Yeah, I mean, like even though, um, uh, even though, uh, you know, it was weird, Kanan and Jamie teaming up. I ju- I don't think the beef is over though, and I feel like K- the reason why Kanan helped him was mainly because of Tariq. Like, I I think he, you know, he has some sort of attachment to Tariq so that's probably why he helped Jamie but I don't think the beef is over and I think he will pop up again and try to you know um inconvenience Jamie at some point but oh, that just makes it even horribler well well wait a second now let me let, let, my two dads no well let, let, let me let me pose this question to you both now let's go back to when they actually robbed the place and of course Kanan shot that other guy We've seen that guy in the past. I don't know which episode he was in, but he was in one of the past episodes. Could, w- w- would it be too too far fetched to say? Well, what if when Tommy does come back, he finds out what happens, and he somehow decides he needs to work with Dre? Would it be too far fetched to say? Well, now this pits Tommy and Dre against Ghost and Kanan. Or is it just, or, or, or will that never happen because Ghost and and, uh, and Tommy are just too tight to ever go against each other? Yeah, well, I think I ultimately never go to against each other, ever. <laughs> are you serious? This is this is gangsters. Well, go ahead, Gary. Yeah, ultimately, ultimately, I think um, Tommy and Jamie like are. You know, those are going to be the two guys that are always cool with each other until maybe like the last season or something. But um, I obviously there's a lot of uh, different stories going on here. And, um, you know, t- Tommy's been advised to stay away from Jamie. So there probably is going to be some sort of temporary rift between the two because of that. And also, you got to remember, Jamie, he's um, he's not actually in the club business now apparently you know he's in real estate so now he has no reason to even you know be involved in anything that's going on with the drugs at all so they they probably won't be on the best of terms for now but you know i think ultimately they will still um they'll still their friendship will still remain intact for the most part you know in the future but for now they might not you know be that 
close um, in this season. Um, as far as Dre, I like I I could see Tommy and Dre teaming up, um, but I think um, there's a lot of snakes now. Let's just say that because I think Dre is out to to run things on his own at the moment. And as far as Kanan, even if Kanan did come back and team up with Jamie again, I think Kanan would screw over Jamie at some point, like because you know we know he's a snake and he's out for himself. So yeah, I think as far as trust goes, Tommy and Jamie are going to be the only ones that can really trust each other in the end. But there might be temporarily temporary rifts along the way. I think. But um, what do you guys think? What do you think, Dana? I don't, I don't trust Dre at all. I don't care. So anything that's involving him is just going to end up supporting him. So I don't trust Dre. That's my answer. Wait a minute. I thought you said Dre was your favorite character. Oh, he's my favorite character, but I, that's because I don't trust him. And right now he's out for himself. And he's very sneaky. And he's like, you know, sly about it. Like you could never guess because he's like in the corner making the other plans. I said this from the very beginning. He is Iago in Shakespeare's Othello. He's the one whispering in everyone's ears, you know, causing the whole commotion and they end up, you know, killing each other in the end. So, I don't trust him. I don't even care if it's to babysit the plant. I don't trust him. (laughs) Man, there's so many directions this can go in because i mean now tommy is under pressure from these serb guys like the big big boss man you know like he he's supposed to expand to you know la and he's supposed to run ny as well and you know dre looks like he wants to take over the game right now so that's gonna you know and then of course the whole thing with jamie you know robbing the stash house and everything like Things aren't going to be easy for Tommy when he gets back, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I see a whole, like Dre and Tommy in the whole "Are you my brother's keeper?" situation. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I see. And don't forget as well, we still have the Teresi situation. So when Tommy gets back, he's likely, you know, it's likely that he's going to get that call. Maybe, you know, maybe somehow he. Um, Jamie gets the phone to him and then you know that whole Teresi thing still has to happen so what impact is that going to have on the drug business because I'm pretty sure um, I'm sticking to my prediction that I think Teresi is going to get involved in that somehow in the drug game um, uh, maybe even they'll maybe they'll whack the Serb boss you know maybe the <laughs> Teresi's crew whack, whack that guy or something Yeah, um, but yeah I think some major stuff is going to go down. Some major restructuring is going to go down with the drug trade, I think. Yeah, um, I, yeah, you know, I, I definitely think um, there, there, there definitely is going to be a lot of stuff that goes down. But, but I think we can all agree that, uh, as you said, Dre wants more, more power. Uh, and you know, I, we know that Tommy has already said in previous seasons that. Uh, this is what he's good at doing, so he would never give this up. So there is going to be, well, there's going to be some type of showdown, a struggle in terms of that whole procedure. And and again, as you both have already said, yes, that Tommy has a lot to deal with when he comes back. But yeah, Julio also because Julio was not there. Um, and I'm very curious to see 
how that's going to play when he does find out what happened to Julio. And I know the story will probably be altered by Dre or whatever. I'll be very curious to see how he handles that situation. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of things that uh, definitely have to be considered in terms of, of the whole storyline on all angles. Yeah. Can I just say really quick, the name of this episode is called New Man. Yep. And I don't take that lightly. So I think it's the rise of Trey. Trey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And refuse to take that lightly. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Because this is like the first real major move he made, you know, like getting uh, Julio whacked. Like, that was a major move right there. So, yeah, I think Dre's definitely going to be doing some things uh, moving forward. But um, one thing that was missing from this episode was a prosecution team, the, the, the federal agents. They were, um, you know, they're, obviously yeah. um, they're, they're suspended right now, you know, so that's probably why. Um, but I do feel like they are going to come back into the story. They kind of have to, you know, um, especially Angela and Sandoval. Um, so, but for now, do you feel like that plot might take a little bit of a background um, until like maybe the last couple episodes of the season? Or do you feel like we might see them again next season? And do you feel like they're going to kind of um, come into play in what's happening now with everything? I, I feel that oh, I feel like they're gonna come into play. Remember the guy who got killed? That which was saying that he saw in previous episodes. That's how I think they're gonna end up coming back in. You mean Greg's friend? Yeah. 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 Definitely. I feel like Angela's gonna find out about that about his death. Because mm-hmm. because uh, oh. she's she wants to clear Greg's name. Um, she wants to find out who killed Greg. So I, I think that's going to lead her to f- find out that that guy got murdered. And, um, you know, that might even lead her to tracking Tommy again or something. Um, but I do think she'll find out about Sandoval for sure as well um, at some point. But I guess we got to wait and see on that. Um, you got any theories on that, Rich? Yeah, I, I agree with what you both said, but I'm also going to add this in there. I think the fact that what happened with Julio is also going to come into question and bring them back into this because you got to remember that they questioned him and Dre. So now you see ghost gets out and now all of a sudden this guy is dead. So yeah, I I definitely think that is going to raise some flags and they will question what happened to this guy, you know, because he vouched for ghosts. So who killed him? And also the fact that Dre said, when you kill him, make it look, don't make it look like it was something that you guys did. Make it look like it was, wasn't was a, uh, it's a different type of kill. And that's not what happened because they also got killed. Some of his guys also got killed in, in when, they, when they had that whole altercation. So um, yeah. I definitely think a lot of that is going to come back into play. And that will bring the police in into it to have to investigate what happened with this character. So that'll probably connect them again to question what's going on with uh, St. Patrick and all the people that, 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 that are in his clique. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. I, I just, def- I just hope that Sandoval gets caught out. Like, I, that's all I want for this season. Like, I want people to, f- to find out that he was the one that killed Greg. Like, and you know that he's the dirty one. Like, I, I feel like that needs to happen. 
um, this season. But yeah, I I, I feel like that's um, plausible. I definitely feel like they're going to investigate um, Julio's murder, especially because they did call him in, you know, to question him and stuff. So he's already in the system. So yeah, they probably will look into that at some point. Um, so as for Jamie and Stern, like, where do you think Jamie's focus is going to be now? Like, you know, is he going to be able to, um, cause his, his son was just, you know, kidnapped and he just got his son back and everything. Um, but, and he still has, you know, that thing to do with Tommy he has to give him the phone for Teresi and everything. So do you feel like Jamie is going to want to move away from all the street stuff? Or do you feel like he's still going to get caught up in the middle of it? And, you know, how is this real estate thing going to play out, do you think? Like, because that's real interesting that because th- does that mean that he's not going to be a club owner no more? Like, that's really weird to, to think that because the club has been a big part of the show from the start. So it's really weird to think that, you know, Jamie won't be involved in a club anymore and that he'll be doing real estate. Um, but, yeah, what would you think Jamie's focus will be on next episode? I well, I you know I, I think that as, as far as the Stern situation is concerned, it, it is a bad thing to be involved with. But he doesn't really have a choice, I guess, because of I mean they never really emphasized how much money Tasha borrowed. All they know is that he has to pay them back. So he has him uh, basically on the lease for as long as, as as long as they until they figure this whole situation out. But I, I will say that we already know that uh, ghosts. We'll find a way to get out of that situation. We'll find a way to maybe do business a little bit dirty. And I think that he will he will find a way to, to play Stern because he's done it already in the past. So we know that's going to happen. But as for where his focus will be, I, I think for the moment, it's going to be on trying to juggle all of these things. Make sure that this Stern thing is taken care of. Of course, you know, make sure the family is okay. Um, because that is of the utmost importance right now. And then try to he's probably still going to try and make it go back to how things used to be where, you know, you had Tasha may still try to push up on Tasha because we know he tried to do that in this episode, but <laughs> it, did, it, did, it didn't work. So um, he may try to go back to this other stuff. But again, you know, there's a lot of other things that I think are going to happen. We just have to see what what initially does happen. Um, but yeah, it's uh. I'm not really sure where his focus is going to be at specifically, but I know he has a lot of things he has to focus on, so he definitely needs to use his time wisely. Yeah. Um, one Another thing I wanted to ask as well, like, so is Tariq, like, cured, do you think? Like, did that did that whole experience and learning about, you know, Kanan and how he gamed him, like, do you think that changed Tariq for the, for the better now? Like, will he be a good boy from now on, do you think? He, 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 here's the thing. Um, that is a good question. I, I kind of think it's, it's, it's a little bit in between. I mean, he could try to do good, but again, because of the previous actions, I really think all that stuff is going to come back on him. And I believe that we did have, uh, I believe it was, uh, Angel Wood that left the comment. I mean, I'm not looking at the comments right now, but she had mentioned the fact that, um, this was a character that, that pretty much, uh, you know, you had to imagine that maybe at some point some of the stuff was being filmed when they did the robberies. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I, I'll, be, I'll be surprised if someone didn't find out eventually that he was involved in all of this stuff. And then they came after him now because of the fact that 
yeah, he's out of it now. You think it's over, but again, you you do something wrong, you have to pay the consequences. So I feel like that stuff is going to come back on him in a bad way. We just need to see how what that actually is. But uh, is he cured? Uh, I'm not 100% sure about that. I'm not sure about that because, you know, I mean, unless he has a conversation with his dad, cleans up his ways, yeah. But things are still not necessarily good at home. So I would say I don't think he's fully cured yet. Maybe he knows that he messed around with the wrong people. But, again, those actions that he did, that's def- they're definitely going to come back on him. No no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like we're, um, we're going to get a real serious bonding scene between, you know, Jamie and Tariq. And, you know, um, Tariq is going to kind of, you know, realize that he's been a bit of an asshole uh, lately. And, you know, it's going to be really, really touching, I think. But, um, you know, whilst he's changing and everything and, um, you know, feeling sorry for himself, I do feel like that stuff is going to come back to haunt him as well. I, I definitely feel like that will happen. So, yeah. Um, I agree with you there. Um, but Dana, what would you feel like is going to happen with Tariq now moving forward after all that trauma he went through? I'll ask, I'll answer your question with a question. In this episode, did we see Tariq get beaten with a belt, a shoe, a glass <laughs> bottle, a remote control, fire, a tree branch, a gun, anything? Did, did, did Almost, we see that? well, with a gun, yeah, with a gun. He got hit with a gun. He was was it significant amount of bleeding. Was he in crying in pain and have to go to the hospital? No. There you go. So that is your <laughs> no, absolutely so feel, not. This will probably like, make uh, him worse. You feel like he hasn't had enough discipline then? No. Oh gosh, <laughs> no. Like I said. A belt, a tree branch, a shoe, a TV screen, anything. But he was not hit with that. And he was not, you know, made to feel completely embarrassed for what his his decisions and life choices were. No. So this will just make him, I feel, to be more rebellious. He'll end up probably bottling all of that tension and anger in and will be even worse. And if I'm going to fully predict something, I see him trying to start his own little gang drug situation on his own by himself. And yeah, I mean, I him. I can see that happening in the future, but um, I, I feel like for now he might have a change of heart because that was like a traumatizing experience. For like all of like, it's like a situation if you ever seen Mar, I don't know if you get Mari Povich, but it's like, you know, I'm the bad yeah. boy or the bad girl, and then I went away and got disciplined at like this jail situation for two <laughs> days. And I'm really nice to my mom. Then I clean my room and I help cook for like a full week. And then I'm back to cursing everybody out again and fighting in school. That's Tariq. I think mm-hmm. that's what will happen. And he will end up in that road of being in jail and being a wannabe drug dealer. And then maybe that's how he'll die. But that is his life goal. That's his plan right now. That's what I see. I do not see him, you know, with this hallmark moment of, I love you, dad. I'm so sorry. And a sudden, oh, it's all right, son. And they, you know, right off. Ghost <laughs> is retired somewhere, building a fence. You know, Tariq's in the backyard planting flowers 
And he looks up at the sky and he says, God, thank you for this moment and my family. No. Oh, that, that, that's never going to happen on Power, man. Well, we never. got super like... friends with, with Kanan and Jamie. So who knows? Hey man, you know, like you know, sometimes you got um, sometimes Thanos might might work with Iron Man. You never know, like you know, no. sometimes those situations happen. No, that's just to me that was just so unforgivable. You know, it's just so corny. No, no. So, <laughs> and then also to backtrack real quick, right now Jamie is trying to put everything together and figure out his life and also figure out what's going on with his different businesses in the nightclub and everything else and you have Tasha's pushing him away she's angry in her own right for some strange reason I see him slowly getting back with Angela yeah I, I, yeah, I feel like it could be a possibility you know I, I feel like so, it could be like you know that's what I maybe if you, you're going in my mind real crazy Tasha's the one who kills Angela. You just want her to die, don't you? Like, you don't care who kills her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, very, that's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And, you know, she's a lovely actor. That's how beautiful of an actress when you convey that type of emotion from, from people that you want them to die. Just the character. not the. She's, that's how great of an actress she is. So round of applause to her. But I, I view it being this. I don't view Simon Stern as some type of threat. Yes, it's a horrible shot to the ego. You know, to have your woman go to another man for money and now you're working for him? That's that's deplorable. And I think Jamie is is kind of wrong for still trying to push up on Angela. Just for that sense alone, like, you destroyed my ego. So you go to another man, and then if you look at the racial aspect of it, you went to a white man? <laughs> I mean, she and didn't I, have much choice, you know? She needed the money. I don't care. You went to a white man? And you took his money, and now I'm working for the man? No. Mm-mm. So I see right now he's not going to focus on the whole Stern situation, but somewhere in the back of his mind, he's not going to let that go. At least I'm not going to let that go for him. So, no. So, Something's happening to Stern. Uh, let, 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 uh, I, I just want to make a quick comment. I think, those, I, I, think, I think those are excellent points that you said. And, and I just want to piggyback on that and say, well, not only do we have to be concerned about that particular situation, but I also think that the fact that uh, Terry... Is still going to get with Tasha. I, I'm telling you this because I saw it the last episode, the flirtatious looking at each other and all this other stuff. You know, I think something is going to come of that. So now put yourself in Jamie's shoes. The fact that she did the business with Stern and now she's also messing with this other guy. And yet here I am working to try and take care of my family. But the wife, we're not on the same page because she's messing around with Terry. And so you see, kidnapped. Yes. Yes. What kind of a man are you at the end of the day? How much of a failure are you? Yeah, so so maybe there is some point to him somehow going yeah, going right back in with Angela, but uh I you know, we need to see about that. We'll we'll see when that time comes if that's the path that they decide to go. Uh 
but yeah, I, I you know, I, I do believe that the Terry Tasha thing is going to happen. Only because um, it was already teased. It was already teased and, you know, the marriage is, there's no longer, marriage is not really what it used to be. So, yeah. So it is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the next episode should be called, for show. And and you know, what, what would initially make it even worse is that, you know, she gets caught with Terry. Because it is it is for show, right? But then when people see that, that may make the family look even worse, you know. In that, in light of that, so there's a whole bunch of other drama going on with the St. Patrick family. So we'll see if that happens. But that's a possibility, you know. We'll see. Yeah, and I, I like the realistic approach to it because we know that you know when when you get out of prison, you know, there's always going to be like a, a rebuilding phase where like you know you're you know, at the same point you was before you went in prison. And that's clearly happening to Jamie. Like, you know, things are messed up with his wife. You know, his son's been, you know, doing all types of crazy stuff. And, you know, now he has, he's forced to work with this guy he doesn't want to work with now because they need money at the end of the day. So I like that. I like that, you know, Jamie, he, it really seems like he, he's just come out of prison and his back is against the wall. And, you know, he doesn't have um, a lot of, a lot of situations to to use to his advantage but we know that jamie is very calculative and i feel like you know he might or he might work with stern but i do feel like he's going to be working towards an an ultimate goal you know in the end because he's always working on his own way out so i feel like he's definitely going to be he's definitely going to have a plan um, and how that ties into the drugs and everything with Tommy, I'm not sure, but I definitely feel like Jamie's planning something for himself, you know, planning a way out. And I definitely feel like he needs a romance as well. So if it's not going to be Tasha, then, you know, Angela is definitely a huge possibility, um, I think. And they still love each other, I think. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens though. Um, I did want to ask about Tommy and his feelings because, you know, we know that Lakeisha, she caught the feels for Tommy, of course. She, you know, she confessed to, to Tasha and everything. Um, but it's, it seems like Tommy still has feelings for Holly. So do you feel like this is a storyline that's going to come into play where Tommy doesn't really feel much for Lakeisha? Um, but she obviously feels for him and he's still, you know, feeling for Holly and he's doing stupid things like killing people, you know, for, for no reason when, when Holly's already dead, you know, so he's, he's killing people who wronged Holly, but she's already dead herself, you know, so he's doing stupid things over Holly because he's so tore up. Um, do you feel like this is something that's going to come into play with him and Lakeisha? Go ahead, Dana. I saw your microphone on mute. Well, I felt this. The whole situation with Tommy running around killing people who wronged Holly, to me, it's so weird, but that is like the most caring a- act that someone can do based on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But that's like the sweetest gesture ever. Like you went and you started killing these people who harmed me in my life, even though I'm like dead. And I view it as two things. He truly loves Holly and regrets everything that happened. And so this is kind of like, you know how you make a bargain with either God or something? And it's like, 
I'll kill these people who hurt you if you just, you know, let me live now. And also it's like a guilt thing that he does, that he has. So for me, I think it's so sweet. But the whole thing with Keisha, um, his head is just not in it anymore. And it's not like he doesn't love her. He's just not there. And I don't really see them lasting that long. I don't really see that connection at the moment. Because right now he's just out of his mind. And he's really stuck with Holly. And I think that in his own serial killing way, he's still in love with her. And it's the sweetest thing. Wait, so Dana, are you saying um, to win your heart, we have to murder all your enemies? (laughs) I just... (laughs) See, basically, it's like, it's, yeah, 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 it's like a Scott Pilgrim situation. You have to fight for all the enemies in order to get the big boss. Wow, that's... That's some serious it's, it's stuff. It's like a gangster love thing. It's a, I, yeah, it's a gangster love. It's, uh, I feel it's, for your your future husband. He has a lot of work to do. Ha, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, like, I like Tommy. He's a really good character. I think like he's one of he's definitely one of the best characters psychologically in this show because he's so such a loose cannon. He is, but. I just like his I like how he does it with you know with no care like he he does it so carefree like he's emotional yeah but like he's not a bitch about it like he's just you know he's crazy he's he's a great character I think um but Rich what do you what do you think about Tommy and Lakeisha and you know his feelings for Holly that are still obviously there well, I, I think that uh, I, I'm very glad that the writers revisited this because the thing is, after he killed Holly, there was like no real time to really process what had happened. Uh, I feel like, you know, he, uh, immediately he, he had to work with Ghost to handle other things. So I feel like right now it's a situation where he uh, is finally coming to grips with some of these things. The fact that he told Tasha in the previous episode that he killed her, that, that was a major, major thing for the character. And I thought that that was the starting point of him acknowledging what he had done. But he's still dealing with the situation. And obviously, this episode, he decided to kill this other guy. So um, I do think it, it will have it, it will impact the current situation with uh, Lakeisha. Um I don't. I, I'm not really sure how it, it could just be something. Whereas you know, he decides to try to take a break, and well, she's already attached, so that'll be a real, real bad breakup because uh, obviously there's some some deep feelings that she already has for him. But uh, I, it all depends how he has to deal with things. Because again, you know, I, now that he has all this other stuff going on with the Serbs feels as though he's going to have to fall in line and, and, and do what he can to work with them unless he has a plan to kill them like he did Milan. But it feels like he's going to have to do what they tell him to do in terms of, you know, now the whole thing about staying away from ghosts, I don't know if, if he's going to abide by that rule 100%. Uh, I don't think he will, but uh, obviously if he doesn't, then that's going to be an issue. But I feel like he has so much to deal with now with this whole expansion thing, he may try to blow off the relationship and it, it may not necessarily end the way that uh, it's supposed to end because of that. And then also dealing with the Holly stuff. So he has a lot on his plate. 
but I have to agree, the character is fantastic, goes through a range of emotions, and I do agree to an extent of what you guys said about, yes, he he, 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 he doesn't really seem to have his composure. Well, he does compose himself at times, but again, whenever it comes to a situation of killing someone that is extremely close to him, he just, he then he struggles with that. We already saw when he when they told him to kill ghosts, he just kept hesitating on doing anything with that. He had instances where he wanted to do it, and then he decided not to do it. So he does have some struggles to deal with. It just depends who's the characters that he's dealing with. And I'm not sure if he's going to go through the same thing with Lakeisha. But obviously, I think with all that he's dealing with now, he, he may try to take a break from that relationship, and then she may not want to abide by those rules. So we have to see how that whole situation goes down. And um, don't forget that Lakeisha, you know, she was laundering money for Tommy. And we've seen Tommy racking up a body count this season. He's killed two people who have nothing to do with drugs or anything else. You know, so I feel like at some point they're going to be investigated. Like the police are going to be all over Tommy at some point because he's being real reckless right now, killing people for no reason. (laughs) And... You know, Lakeisha, she's she may get emotional and she may tell. She may start talking. Do you think that's a possibility, Dana? No, oh, this is what I see happening. I see him killing Lakeisha in a crime of passion. And that's oh, wow. how it ends up being his downfall. Her death is the thing that ends up bringing the whole investigation and the cops in the whole situation. That's how I see it. Oh, I I know that uh, one person that would like to see that is Carmelo because you don't want anybody messing with his ex. So uh, (laughs) he would approve that. If it gets her off the show, yes. I don't want to see you no more sex scenes with this uh, Tommy guy. Winning games. Say what? He needs to approve of winning games. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, We'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, But uh, let me just make a quick quick comment based on what you just said is uh, that could happen. Uh, but what I also think is, is going to happen is that, you know, just, just Tommy, of course, he has to deal with all this other stuff. Um, you asked if, 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 if Lakeisha will, will snitch on him. Well, that, that's, that's possible. But I also feel that because he killed this last guy in tonight's episode, uh, if the police investigate the murder and they know, wait a second, who was, who was this person related to? Holly. Hmm. Interesting. And they know that Tommy yeah. was messing around with Holly. That is another thing. That's another reason why it comes back to him. So I, I hope that he hid the body somewhere where it can't be found, it, you know, because we didn't even see any of that. We just saw him beat the hell out of the guy. So we'll see. But, yeah, he like you said, he has made some reckless choices. So eventually some of this stuff is going to come back to him. But, uh, again, I don't really think that they would kill the character off the show because this, this is a very popular character. Uh, but we have to see what happens. Um, drug, life. drug life, Rich. yeah. Drug life, they kill off anybody. Omar Little was killed in the wire and everyone loved him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Everyone dies in Games of Thrones. That was in the last season, though. <laughs> Not the point. Not the point at all. People die. It's life. This is real. Kill everyone. Yeah, you are right. But Rich, you just said something you know, very interesting that made me think. Like Angela actually had 
a relationship with Holly. Not that way, not in the dirty way, but like they they know each other. She spoke to Holly, you know, and Holly was going to cooperate with Angela at one point in time. Now, that's Tommy just opened up a completely new lead for uh, for Angela because at some point Angela might want to go looking for Holly to see if you know she'll testify or whatever. She's going to find out that Holly's nowhere to be found. And then she might start digging into um, Holly's family to see if she can find anyone who knows where she is. And that might lead her to the uncle who is now dead. So, yeah, Tommy is like he's kind of low key creating a path to, you know, to have himself convicted, you know, like. So, yeah, he he needs to chill. He needs to be careful because he's opening (laughs) up a lot of can of worms. Very good point. Yeah, he does need to chill. But yeah, um, another thing I wanted to bring up, the last thing I wanted to bring up before I let you guys talk a little bit. Um, this season, they've really ramped up on the violence. So I, I wanted to ask you guys, is the violence the new sex in power? Because it seemed like last season, you know, everyone made a big deal about the sex scenes. Like there was a lot of sex scenes. And um, this season, there has been less sex scenes, but a lot more violence all of a sudden. And, you know, graphic violence as well. So, like, is... Are we seeing it shift to more of a violent show than, you know, a sexual show? Do you think? What do you you think about that, Rich? This is a very, very good question. Very good topic. Um, Well, I I guess you can say, yes, the the violence has definitely been a lot more aggressive this season. I I just want to say, I don't have a problem with violence. Um... Obviously, I think they have to show the gritty nature of the fact that this is the drug game and this is the type of stuff that happens. But obviously, you know, um, there has been a lot of it. And, you know, you go back to what happened with Charlie Murphy in the previous episode. A lot of people who I spoke to, they said that they all they did was cringe when they saw that scene because it was just so graphic, you know, and, it, and they thought it was a dream also. But when they realized it was reality, I'm like, well, yeah, Charlie Murphy got got, got fucked up in that scene. Um, but, uh, I just think that you could, it, yeah, it's a good, it's a good point that you make. And, and I, I could see the violence definitely being the new sex because we definitely have seen more violence so far this season than sex. Although I will say when we do see sex, they go all out with the sex scenes. Very, very, you see a lot of stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's a good point with, with you mentioned, you mentioned with the violence, but I, I also think that again, the violence is, is needed to emphasize this ain't, this ain't a game. This is this is a dirty, dirty, underhanded business. All this type of stuff that happens, people do get killed. And I guess showing the physicality and showing just how bad somebody can get killed is a part of that. Because uh, I mean, that's that shows you uh, they got power, they got dominance. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I, I definitely would agree that the violence is is definitely stepped it up this season. I don't think it's a bad thing. Again, I just, uh, yeah, it is a very interesting dynamic. But uh, don't worry. You will see more sex because we still have four episodes to go, Gary. So uh, pretty sure that there will be some uh, over-the-top sex scenes in the next couple episodes, Mm -hmm. if I had to make a guess. But uh, that's just my thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, uh, episode 10 might be like an hour-long porno, pretty much, because there's been a few characters, like... (laughs) <laughs> There's been a few characters that haven't had sex scenes, so you know. 
Yeah, Jamie so hasn't had his, Jamie hasn't had his sex scene yet. We they, we are they they already showed him new to some extent in the last episode. I did not want to see that, but I'm sure a lot of women love to see that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, they and Angela also. We haven't seen her in any you know any anything yet. So yeah, they still it's going to happen. Yeah, um, and you mentioned that you know um, you you felt like you I felt when I saw that scene with um, Jamie murdering the marshal, um, I thought that was a dream also. And then when I saw the scene with Tommy murdering that, you know, the guy in the suit that was showing off the house, I thought that was a dream sequence too. And the reason we think that's a dream sequence is because we've never seen that level of violence in the show before. We've seen a lot of soft violence, you know, but this stuff has been very graphic. So Dana, what would you feel about the violence in this season of Power? Um, I think if you don't like the violence, just don't watch the show. This is not exactly the Hallmark Channel, you know, about cute people going off to school and, I don't know, being adorable and doing adorable things. This is about an actual lifestyle that people don't exactly survive. And a lot of people have died violently. And if you look at any form, even if you look at mob movies, and you're going to have to complain that that's, that's too violent. You have to complain about other TV shows. To me, I don't understand what the situation is. To me, it's very realistic. It's not graphic at all in terms of both the sex scenes and in the murder scenes. That is how people have sex. That is how people get killed. I don't understand the issue. And yes, this is more violent compared to last season, but I think we have a lot more at stake right now. So I think the violence is justified. And yes, the sex scenes have been toned down because you have so many things going on right now. Do you really have that much time to get off? So, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you do have time for that because, you know, after you kill somebody, you know, man, I got to release some some tension now, some stress. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah about the killing and everybody's all <laughs> fucking their own drama and you got Tasha running off giving the googly eyes to the other guy so oh everything's fine to me well, you know, Dana low-key likes violence anyway, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind the violence <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, me personally, I don't mind the violence at all. I've seen worse than that in, you know, movies and TV shows and stuff. But, you know, I will say this, that for people who are not used to that and people who may want to watch the show and, you know, not be exposed to that level of violence, it might put them off a little bit, I think. I feel like a lot of people might get put off, especially when this episode opens with, you know, the marshal getting his head busted open again in the dream sequence. So it's like they're kind of... Like they're kind of taunting people, saying, "Yeah, like you're gonna see this again." And you know, I hate, I hate to say it, but you know, I, and I have to, I hate to say it, but every time I see that Marshall now, I just think of the first episode where after you know they told Ghost, "Yeah, you're not, you're not going free," uh, and then they, and then they take him in that back room and they whoop his ass. I just laugh every time I think about that because it's just like you know. I already know it was a downtime for Ghost, but come on now. You really had to hit the home, hit it home and say, yeah, it is down, and now you're going to get your ass whooped. So, yeah, it, you staying down for a while. Um, but, but, yeah. See, I like that because it showed how powerless Ghost really was. 
Yeah, yeah, it definitely, it definitely did. No, did, did violence did. is justified. It's not like random violence that doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, no, no, the violence is totally justified. Um, and and yeah, I, I do agree. If you don't, uh, if you're not ready for the violence, then, then don't watch the show. But I, yeah, I, I do know a lot of people that I that I've uh, talked with regularly that have watched the show, and after they when they saw that Marshall death, they were like, "Holy shit, this is man, this is uh, it's kind of rough." Like I don't know if I can sit through the rest of it. I said, "No, watch the show." But some people, yeah, it, it is too much for them, I guess. But for me, listen, yeah, as Gary, you're right. We've seen worse, so I don't really mind it. For anyone who's complaining, then they also better not be someone who watches UFC or boxing. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I've yeah. seen people's legs broke 15,000 different times, their heads gashed in, little brain matter spread out, hepatitis spread all over the mats. So then don't complain. Yeah, you, you're going to see a, a very violent match on August 26th, by the way. But um, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the three-second violence match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'm just saying that I feel like people are going to complain about the violence because I feel like um, the the show has a lot of eyeballs on it now. It's growing every year; more people are watching it, so I feel like it's it's going to be exposed to you know complaints now. You know, with all the the, the, the enhanced violence, so I feel like we're going to get some complaints. I, what did you can say, Rich. Yeah, I, I just want to say that I I will hope that it doesn't get complaints because, again, this is this is stars. This is not like it's regular TV where you watch uh, where anybody can watch it. Obviously, this is cable TV. It comes on at night. It's a nightly show. You have shows like Game of Thrones out there. All these other shows just as graphic with the violence and the sex and stuff like that. So I would hope that people are not going to be looking at this show and be like, man, this is too violent. Because then I'll be like, well, maybe you shouldn't have cable at all because. There's a lot of stuff on cable that is worse than this, and this is this isn't even bad in my opinion. But Ooh, yeah, yeah, but you, you go. Complaining about Sesame Street. No, <laughs> they voted yeah. campaign for Sesame Street, so they have no argument on the show. <laughs> no. You're right. You're right. But you gotta remember one thing. You gotta remember one thing. Power is a black show, and you know black people aren't allowed to have anything without people complaining. Like meanwhile, yeah. on Game yeah. of Thrones, on Game of Thrones, people are getting their heads chopped off and all kinds of crazy, crazy shit on that show. But you know people are gonna find something to complain about about the black show. So I can see it happening at some point. Very good point. <laughs> But yeah, um, did you guys have any final things that you wanted to bring up from episode six? Let it be known. Dana, you got anything? Nope. I guess not. Rich, you got anything? I guess Dana had technical difficulties. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I just want to say, yeah, again, I, I, I already know Dana said that she did not uh, particularly like some of the episode, but again... No. I, thought, I, thought, I thought the episode was good. You know, it, it's again the, the the direction. There's a lot of things that I wasn't expecting to happen, and and again, while I, while I will admit that the Kanan and Ghost dynamic is a little weird, I think that there has to be they have to be doing something with the storyline that that is going to come back to this because again, we we know that they built up Dre now as just a dangerous person, uh, one of the most dangerous of of all the characters. You know, but uh, I think Tommy give him a run for his money, but. uh I, 
I again, I think the writing is on point. It, it's definitely taking it in different directions that I didn't know they was going to take it in with some of the stuff that they're doing. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and see what they are going to do in the next couple of episodes. And then, of course, if all of this just falls flat, when we have the episode where we recap the season finale, I, I will gladly say, okay, yes, this was a horrible idea. But for now, I want to say the Canaan ghost thing, I want to see where that goes because it, it's interesting. Obviously, I do agree, Gary, the beef is not over between them two, but I want to see where the storyline progresses from here. Um, but overall, still a good, a good, still a good episode, in my opinion. The violence, I had no issue with whatsoever. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. I I cool. felt that it was an okay episode. I'm sorry, but the Super Friends plot line was just unforgivable for me. Um, I thought that out of a five, I would have easily rated it a, a 3.5. But I do look forward to what's going to happen in the next episode. And I'm looking forward to see if there's any more twists and turns. But I'm not looking forward to a ghost Kanan super team. So I hope they don't pull well, that off again. Well, well, now, now that you say that, I, I just want to make a quick comment. And uh, I don't want to cut anybody off. But I now that you say that, and because you've mentioned it again, the Super Friends, I honestly think that that storyline was put in there just to give you an idea of how these characters used to work together. Uh, because we never got, uh, we never got, we, we never got any backstory to any of this stuff. You know, we just know Kane and him had beef. We never saw how they worked together when they were younger, when they were out there in the street. So I guess that was maybe why they put it, put this in there to show them at that. But then again, yes, as you say, it doesn't make sense. So we have to see where they are going from here. But uh, that's probably why that was in there because again, we never had that dynamic. Uh, we just always knew that they were at each other's throats. So we'll see what happens. That that in that context does make sense. But I think my problem is that there was so much animosity mm-hmm. between the two. And we were never given, like you said, the backstory of them originally being friends and showing that dynamic that it just came off as being really cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that's uh... my issue. I can agree with that to a degree because, you know, last time these two characters were on screen, they were trying to kill each other, you know, Um, and Jamie thought he was dead. So, yeah, um, it was a little weird, but um, I'm not complaining about it. Like, I'm still interested in seeing where it goes. Uh. Uh, But, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it from this week. Um, I am interested in seeing what people think, you know, Nellie Mac, Angel Wood. Um, definitely leave your comments let us know what you think of that explosive episode i definitely want to hear more theories more thoughts because you know i i can't predict anything at this point like this they just keep me they keep me guessing every week um and it's hard to predict anything because there's so many different threads you know in the story now Um, wait a second yeah i definitely want to hear a lot of theories go ahead well wait a second You, you can't make one prediction gary uh, that prediction is that there will be more sex and violence. So yeah, we we can predict that that will happen within the next couple episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, that's going to be a lot of that. And the rise of Dre, sex violence, Dre. <laughs> sex violence, Dre. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the new slogan. That's the subtitle for Power Season that's the new Season news Five. It, it, it takes place. It takes over money, power, respect, the key to life. Sex power. <laughs> 
<laughs> but on that note, um, that's pretty much it from us. So um, definitely um, look forward to the next episode. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe to the iTunes feed um, so you can get the show on your phone and everything if that's how you enjoy listening to the podcast. Otherwise, you know, you can listen to it on YouTube as well, of course. Um, and also check out the site, thecoalition.com, coalition with a K. Um, and we'll be back next week. See you later, people.